In episode 15, I speak in-depth with American actor Sam McMurray. One of the most credited actors of all time, Sam has featured in a long list of hugely popular TV shows, including The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Home Improvement. He was also the first ever guest star on The Simpsons. But you may remember him best as Doug, Chandler Bing's slap-happy boss in the hit TV show Friends. Born into a family of actors, here Sam gives a refreshingly honest account of life in show business. Today I'm joined by Sam McMurray, a familiar face to everyone that watches TV, from whether it's a, your favorite TV show or one of your favorite movies. Sam, it's a real pleasure to speak to you today. How are you? I'm lovely. I'm lovely to be here, Eugene. Thank you so much. I was trying to get to my my background. Now, unfortunately, my understanding of my, my father's side of the family is limited to my grandfather, okay. who was a runaway, um, joined um, the army, and was what they call in the States a Mustang. He was uh, promoted from an enlisted man to being a, a, an officer, and he okay. fought in the Spanish-American War. And that's, I have a picture of him in 1898 in the Philippines, and that's just two generations removed. Wow. And sadly, he died uh, from tuberculosis, which he contract, contacted when he was in the Philippines. He died in a veterans hospital when my dad was just six years old. My dad was the youngest of three. Uh, my mother's side of the family was 100% Jewish from various parts of the planet, Germany and probably Lithuania and so forth. Okay. And I'm actually, my name is derived from my grandfather on my mother's side, my father, my mother's father, Samuel Hoffman. And when I was born, he was very much alive. And my mother and her father were very close. And I was named after Sam, okay. uh, which you're not supposed to do in the Jewish tradition. But my mother this. was a very lax, uh, and what would I say? You know, she was not a practicing Jew at all. Your father, the actor Richard McMurray. Correct. Your mother, the actress Jane Hoffman. Very and good. even your stepmom, uh, Leslie Woods, also an actress. Correct. So, Sam, you really didn't stand a chance of becoming no, anything else. No, I didn't. Um, and my ex uh, was an actress, a very successful uh, soap opera actress. And, uh, and my daughter, Hannah, the eldest, is an actress. And she lives in Brooklyn. And then my younger daughter, Rachel, she's the one who's escaped the family plight. She is, uh, she's in <laughs> business. She does, she's involved in, you know, the kind of, you know, stuff that I don't understand. Influencers okay. and things like that. And when I went to Dublin the one time. What, what year was that? Time, when did you get over? 80. 80s. When did Bobby Sands die, right? The hunger yeah, strike. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's when I flew over, flew mm -hmm. to Shannon and uh, stayed with Joe. And, and I met a number of the, the players that, um, at the Abbey at the time, including John mm -hmm. Cavanaugh and Jarlath Conroy's brother, whose name escapes me, but Jarlath is still alive. And Jarlath is Irish-American, but I, mm -hmm. I worked with him on this play in New York, Sweetheart. Um, and I love the way the Irish worked, actually. It's very similar. I won't get too deep into it, if you, unless you want me to. The way the Irish work, it seems to me, is very similar to the way Americans work. They work in terms of a kind of emotional moment-to-moment -moment attitude. Mm -hmm. The Brits, on the other hand, will work. And I, I, I sampled this when we had some Brits in the, Ameri in the American production of mm -hmm. translations. The Brits will work 
on a kind of arc. I'm making terrible generalization, but for the most part, they will not work moment to moment and they will not be instructed to do that either. Uh-huh. And as an American, I was sort of on the sidelines noticing this back and forth between the director and some of the Brits who were, you know, in the play. And the Brits were saying, don't tell me what to do. Went to Trinity and I looked up McMurray and with the particular spelling that I use, which is a little different from others. It's not like the actor Fred McMurray. M-A-C-M-U-R-R-A-Y, which I think is, I don't know if it's unique, but it's rather interesting. And to my surprise, it said County Down. So I said, oh, and of course, and I'm being a, you know, an actor, I play golf a lot these days. And County Down, or County Down, right, has mm-hmm. the second most beautiful golf course in the world. That's how it's somehow listed. Which I Where's number one? St. I Andrews? think Valley Bunyan is number Bally one. Valley Bunyan, okay, okay. I don't play. Yeah. And I, I'm told it's quite beautiful. I've not been mm-hmm. to County Down, but I, I would like to plan a trip with my girls. And uh, we would go over there. Cause, and we That'd do that nice. from time to time. A few years ago, the girls saved up enough money and took me to Italy, which was oh, wow. remarkable. Yeah. I'm just back took, from Italy, just well, back first, from Rome. First their mom went, and then I came over. And that was that was very ambitious of them. But mm-hmm. they're, uh, well, I'm very fortunate. I have two beautiful daughters soon. And they, and they like me. It's <laughs> always a bonus. That's Go fantastic. Free. Great to hear it. Sam, can I backtrack a little bit and just ask you about your uh, growing up? Because you grew up in New York City, correct? I did. Uh, so just tell me a little bit about New York in the... I don't, don't want to be guessing the, the, 60s. the era. No, the 60s, okay. And, you know, what were you into as a kid? And when did you, was it a natural thing to get into acting or were you interested in other things like sports? It, it was, in retrospect, it was somewhat inevitable. But mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I was more about, you know, basketball, baseball, mm-hmm. football. Um, but I grew up in Greenwich Village. Um, and the joke was, now I was born in 52. And in those days, the... Um, the McCarthy era was in full flight. And the joke was that, and some of my friends, my, one of my oldest friend in the world is the son of the actor, Jack Guilford. His name is Joe Guilford. He's a wonderful playwright. The joke was that our first words weren't mommy or daddy. They were Fifth Amendment. Because in those <laughs> days, there was a thing called the House Un-American Activities Committee, which was probing into whether or not you had ever been or now are a member of the Communist Party. Um, my father and mother, Although my mother was never a member. My father was, in fact, and was actually um, um, biased. That's not the word. Was They held back promotion from him when he was in the Army Air Force during the war. Okay. And he didn't find out about it until he was well along, until his commanding officer said, by the way, you got a big red star on your dossier. Wow. And my father was a, a sort of a war hero. He, you know, distinguished flying cross and the air medal twice and so forth. Anyway, mm-hmm. but that was a political... There was a tremendous amount of political tension, which did not subside for many years. Um, But in terms of the theater, they did not blacklist actors. In terms of the movies, they did. Television was just a nascent industry at the time. And in fact, it was mostly uh, headquartered in New York in the early 50s and the uh, late 40s. And they they moved out to California for a number of reasons. But um, the theater, regardless of your political convictions... Uh, did not blacklist. Early, like February of 86, I came out to Los Angeles and I auditioned for a pilot and I got it. So we shot the pilot and then we decided, I was still living in New York, that this was now the time to make the move. We also, Mm -hmm. you know, wanted to start a family and so forth. Was that always the ambition, Sam, to move out? 
Was that always the ambition, sorry, to, to move out to no, California? No, not necessarily. I mean, okay. I wish I had been, I don't know, Sam Waterston and be somebody who was big enough to live wherever they wanted. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I'm a New Yorker through and through, but I've been out here since 1986, although I go back to New York very frequently. But I've made peace with the fact that I've been Californicated, you know. Okay. Um, no, I'll die a New Yorker. You know, I was back last summer and so forth. But, you know, and I've, I've been back since COVID and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going back in, uh, I'll go back in August, actually, if not sooner. And and you know what? I heard Robert, or not Robert De Niro, Al Pacino talking about this before. Uh, someone said, you know, do you have a place in California? He said, no, I rent. He says, because he doesn't want to commit to having a place in California. Who, Pacino said that? Yeah, I'm a New that's Yorker. That's funny because he's lived out here for years and years, for decades. But that's really? true, I guess. But he claims now, he rents Niro, all the time. De Niro grew up in my neighborhood. In fact, yeah. he was known rather uh, negatively as Bobby Irish, <laughs> which for Italians is something of a snub. Uh-huh, Although okay. I, I've never known how Italian he is, but, you know, he can call me. Uh, but we went to the same schools. We went to PS41, I think, and PS3. This was the early 60s, and it was kind of a fabulous time. Now, at the time, we didn't recognize it as such, and so we were just snot-nosed kids running around on the streets and so forth. And I, for two years, when I was 13, my mother got a job in Stanford. And for two years, against my will, I moved out from 65 to 67. Those two years spared me from what was an epidemic of, you know, drug use and so yeah, forth. Okay. And I'd come back to the neighborhood and I go, where's so-and-so? They went, oh, he cacked. Really? Yeah. I mean, wow. there was a lot of that. My first job was in Shakespeare in the Park, Merry Wives of Windsor, 1974. I still have the poster framed, which is interesting because they just did it last summer with a decidedly ah, okay. more African-American accent. Are you, um, are you into memorabilia, Sam? Because I like memorabilia myself, but for me, it's more sports-related. It? Yeah. Do you keep any of your props or anything like that, oh, if I you can? I keep stuff, but I, it's not... The only, th- the only thing I've ever actually um, actively pursued in terms mm-hmm. of collecting were some jazz records. Okay. Um, actually, my... One of my all-time favorite uh, musicians is an Englishman named Tubby Hayes, who's been dead since Mm -hmm. 73. Mm -hmm. He was only like 38 when he died, but he was a remarkable tenor player. And um, I was very much in the collector mode. This is before the internet blew up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people trading cassettes of Tubby Hayes playing in London with Ella Fitzgerald or Duke Ellington, which he did and so forth. So, yeah, to get back to the village upbringing, it it was wonderful. I mean, I was sorry... And very much when I was 13 years old, I hated the idea of going to California, you know. Really? But in 86, mm-hmm. it became an inevitable choice, at least for mm-hmm. me. And it worked out. You know, I, I, I came out here and I started to work immediately, um, which I think is often the case. When there's a, they're always interested in somebody coming out from New York. It's like new talent. Mm-hmm. And then I landed on the Tracy Ullman show, which I did for over three years. And that was wonderful. And that's when both my kids were born right around those time. They're only 23 months apart and so forth. Okay. Yeah, um, those. And that's where I met Frank Patterson. As I mentioned. He came and did an episode. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Lovely man. They're really interesting. Okay. So I just want to remind people, I had to write these down because there's no. a long, a long list of TV shows that you've been involved in. Of course, as I said, uh, you were in the hit movie Raising Arizona with Nicolas Cage, 1986. Fantastic movie. TV-wise, you have been in some of my personal favorite TV shows oh. down the years. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And just to remind people, 
maybe you want to go get a coffee or something, Sam, because <laughs> this is a long list. <laughs> okay. Kojak, Miami Vice, wow. Hill Street Blues, Moonlighting, 21 Jump Street, the original, Home Improvement, Batman, Friends, the first ever guest star on The Simpsons, Cosby, Malcolm in the Middle, The Sopranos, King of Queens, NYPD Blue, that 70s show, Breaking Bad, Grey's Anatomy, Grace and Frankie, Desperate Housewives. I mean, I could go on, but that's just Why aren't I phenomenal. rich? You know, that's, that's all fun. I can ask. Well, I have two questions for you, Sam. Who's your agent and what's their number? <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> Who's your agent and what's their number? <laughs> He's the same agent I've had for years, you know. Really? Man, I can't shake him. What can I say? That, that's um, a phenomenal Yeah, some of those were memorable. The Sopranos was a wonderful episode, in fact. Yes. That was in 2000. There was a scene, if you remember the episode, in which Gandolfini and uh, his henchmen come and threaten me on the golf course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in most scripts, if you read them in most television, you go, I see, this is the third act where the guy, the, the villain gets his comeuppance, blah, blah, blah. But I'm looking at this, and I go, and I go to David Chase, who I had met on the plane, actually, and I say, do you mind if I sort of stand up to him? Because I'm a big shot. I'm John. My name is John F. Kennedy, actually, the surgeon. So the scene played out slightly differently than you might have imagined it, having read it. And I'm glad that I went to David. And, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I had worked with Edie. Or maybe that was later. I did a movie with her called Sunshine State, which is actually a wonderful film done by John Sayles. And she's terrific mm -hmm. in it, as she is in just about everything. But uh, and Dominic Giannese, who I've known for 40 years, you know, was playing Uncle Junior. And I knew him from before that, you know, so it was like going home. And many okay. respects it was because I was going back to New York and I stayed at my mm -hmm. mother's apartment and, and watched the World Series on a tiny little black and white television, you know, just a <laughs> big star. Anyway. Your roles in, of course, Friends and King of Queens, I really enjoyed. Your humor in these is just, for me, it's it's hilarious. But is that your true humor, do you think? Or is that is that acting? Is that your natural sense of humor? No, I think that's, I think that's the closest to me, in a sense. Mm -hmm. uh, not so much the Doug character, but yeah. more, more for, uh, what, for Patrick from King of Queens, which mm -hmm. I did a number of. Um, th that was actually created by a friend of mine named Michael Whitehorn and did Patrick O'Boyle, which was always a lot of fun. I love um, that character. Um, and they kept building stuff for him. They had this wife of his who came from India and so forth. And then, of course, he had he had some drinking issues, you know. So he says, I'm a broken bird here, you know. Um, <laughs> Sam, that, you know that, that episode with, enough, huh? you know, the episode with the, with the, the ball. Boop, 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 it's you know, amazing that, how I love that episode. That is. You know, I do cameo from time to time. And I, the, invariably, they ask about that. And I remember when we did it, and I knew that because it used to be that when we were kids growing up, there was a game called Saluji. And Kevin didn't know what it was. Kevin grew up not in the city, but out in Long Island and so forth. Mm -hmm. So we explained to him. And it, it became an immensely popular episode, <laughs> which I always thought was sort of bizarre, you know. <laughs> but in terms of the Friends character, mm -hmm. I have to go back on this a little bit, okay. if you don't mind. No, not at all. So when we're doing Tracy Ullman, first I did a guest shot in the first season. And then we were on hiatus for two weeks. And mm -hmm. in those two weeks, they negotiated to make me a regular which, you know, was terrific. My yeah. first episode as a regular, I was in a sketch with Matthew Perry. When Matthew comes on, he's 17 years old. Wow. And he's brilliant. I mean, right away, you're going, wow. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, Matthew, Matty comes on and he does the thing. And then, you know, he's great on it and so forth. And life goes on and it's been a while. And then I wind up back on Friends and we reconnect. Now, I, as it turned out, I knew Jennifer when she was a brunette. She had done a series called The Edge with an actress named Julie Brown. It was her show. And this friend of mine, Wayne Knight, who I, Wayne is an old friend from New York days before he became, you know, famous. Um, I knew Jennifer. I knew Courtney Cox because she was a dear friend of a dear friend of mine. And I didn't know Maddie, who I loved, or or Schwimmer, or um, Lisa. They they were all just great. So they come out with an offer for me to do this thing. This was in, I don't know, season three of Friends. Yeah, it was one of the earlier ones. Mm -hmm. It was like 95, I think. And it was Mm -hmm. so down my street, you know. And I just, I had so much fun on it. And then they reprised the role two or three times. Um, and I will confess something to you that the last time they did it was a few years later and I had been ill. I suffered from pancreatitis, which I've recovered okay. from. Um, but I lost a tremendous amount of weight and I had done a King of Queens the week before. And then they said, by the way, you're on Friends next week. And I mean, I was exhausted. And I weighed, mm-hmm. well, I weighed about 70 pounds less than I do now. Mm-hmm. Not that I couldn't take off the weight right now, but I go yeah. on the set and they're all very sweet. And they all go, hey, wow, um, you, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> they're not that good at acting. <laughs> uh, but, you know, got through that and, and, mm-hmm. and on and on, you know, and so forth. Oh, I never remember. Grace and Frankie. Hey, look at me. Yes. The one with Jane Fonda and uh, and Lily Tomlin, who mm-hmm. is maybe the nicest person on the planet, you know. Actually, the whole yeah. cast, they're all wonderful. Marty Sheen and Sam Waterston. Marty Sheen I'd worked with three times, but he is, well, I wouldn't say famous, notorious for not remembering stuff like that. <laughs> he's, he's the sharpest attack, actually. And they're all in know, now, you know? Yeah, I know. My, uh, I think Sam is doing Law & Order again, and he's 81. So, you know, wow. there's hope for the future. I Absolutely. My, my my wife is a big fan of Grace and Frankie, so she'd be interested to hear what you have to say about that show. And also, oh. the, fu- the funny thing is, uh, many years ago, she was working in, a, you would call it a gas station. We say petrol station. And one day, he walked in and just, buying gas. But the funny thing was my wife is Polish and she didn't know who he was. (laughs) And he just dropped in this autograph. He said, "Uh, I promised that to your boss yesterday. Uh, (laughs) Funny story. story. No, he's a lovely man. I had worked in New York Mm. twice actually with him. I had to go up to uh, to Jane Fonda at some point. I got my nerve together and I went and I said, (laughs) I have to tell you something. Um, When my second daughter was born, Rachel, my wife, who was a, a fitness freak, would go, well, she would work out at Fonda's all the time, but she went and worked out with this woman named Femi Deliza, who was a birthing coach who worked at Fonda. And they did mm-hmm. a book called, the Fem- it was Jane Fonda, but it was a Femi Deliza uh, pregnancy workout book. Mm-hmm. And she went, she, she put on all of 13 pounds when she was pregnant with Rachel. I mean, you could barely tell. Wow. Uh, but Femi actually was present and helped at the birth of Rachel. Anyway, this it's a big coffee table book, and Beth is on the cover and so forth with the other 12 gals who all worked out with her. And I told Jane Fonda, I said, it, you know, it's a wonderful um, book to have in, in our lives. And there are pictures there of, you know, Rachel when she was being when she was crowning. Wow. And Jane was very lovely about it and said, oh, that means a great deal to me and so forth. I don't know whether it did or not, but, you know. Um, 
Anyway. What are you working on at the moment? Are you in between jobs or what's, what's the future? Hold? I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. And it's not my era any longer. You know, fair enough. That's, that's the, the way of, of it. And it's fine. Um, and I'm fortunate in that I've been doing this for 48 years mm. and I have a certain amount of pension money to fall back on. I'm okay. Um, I think I said this earlier, but one of the, the issues I do have with SAG after particularly is that they, you know, they've run out of money. That's basically what happened. They could not afford to take care of their older constituents. Ed Asner, who passed at 91, was the name on this class action lawsuit saying you're kicking us to the curb due to ageism, which was true, which was actually mm-hmm. already been agreed on. You know, the truth is, I don't know that SAG after has the wherewithal to support their older clientele, their older rank and file mm-hmm. members, you know. So they basically said, here's here's $1,100. Go talk to uh, Medicare, which is what I've had to do. Because for the first time since I've been a professional actor, and I've been a professional actor since I was 22 years old, you know, I'm dealing with Medicare, and I can say that uh, they stink. You know, mm. I mean, it's impossibly difficult to to navigate. So, you know, my my ambition this year is to get back on the um, you know the SAGs uh, yeah. health insurance. Yeah. When I moved out here in '86, I was well aware of the fact that I was changing art for commerce. You know. And if it's artistic, it's only by accident for the most part. Not to say that I'm not proud of a lot of the work I've done since I moved out here. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, even raising Arizona, I still was out of New York at the time. Um, In fact, I had just finished a play when I wound up coming out to uh, Arizona to do that. And, you know, there are some things I've loved. I love doing Friends. And I loved, well, I went back to New York to do Sopranos, but that's a beautifully written show. Mm-hmm. You know, that show was so good that it didn't require any acting. I thought it was very interesting that you played, because I love The Sopranos and I also loved Breaking Bad, and you played a doctor in doctor. both of these. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I hadn't thought of the similarities there, but no, mm-hmm. it's true. But that's also, you know, you get you fall into a slot and that becomes work for a while. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I first moved out to L.A. and after, well, I should say after the Tracy Ullman show went down for, well, I had my own series, which was wonderful. Two of them, mm-hmm. in fact. Um, but then it became sort of not routine, but it wasn't unheard of for me to get cast as a doctor or mm-hmm. before that as the jerk next door. You know, <laughs> I was often cast as the asshole. Like, okay. It's a living. I went on, when I went on the Jay Leno, the tonight show, that was what he, he, he opened it with. He said, Jay, you always been the jerk. Is that the way you do things? You know, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's a living, you know, uh, how naturally did that come to you? <laughs> what? Leno? <laughs> No, they've been I, a jerk. <laughs> oh, it, you know, it, it, it paid the rent. As I told okay. Leno, I said, you know, I got two little kids. I got to take care of things. He was very sweet, actually, when we did that. Um, You're fantastic at the accents. Well done. Very good. Very good. Well, thanks. Yeah. Well, my okay. friend Danny really can do the accents. We were doing a sketch on Tracy Ullman. This is, you know, he's Homer Simpson. And they said, give us a list of the voices you can do. And he gave them a list without bragging of about 170 and they said, no, 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 that's enough. That's, that's fine. <laughs> but he really can. You know, certain places, Seattle was another. When I did a series mm-hmm. up there, it just felt like home. You know, as soon as I mm-hmm. land, I'm like, and I was like that way, truly, when I was in Dublin. It just felt right. Um, you know, didn't feel that way in Italy, although I loved it, you know. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, it doesn't feel that way in California, but it did feel that way in Seattle, where my mother is from. Interesting. And there are a lot mm -hmm. of McMurrays in Seattle. There was apparently a whole okay, yeah. westerly and northwesterly migration of McMurrays from the south, southwest, which would make sense insofar as I know anything about my father's mm -hmm. side. Then there's a Fort McMurray, of course, up there in Canada. I, we never know. You know, fantastic. But, well, if you ever get over again, let me know. I'll give you a holler. Yeah, by yeah, all absolutely. Means, that'd be lovely. Sam, I'm going to finish up. I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure. I feel like I've grown up with having you in my living room. So, you know, oh, right. uh, it's been so nice to sit down with you today and, and to share these memories and to hear your side of things as well. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you so much for all your incredible work down the years. And we look oh, forward you, to Eugene. seeing uh, what is next from you. And next time you're in Ireland, give me a shout. I will. A pleasure. It's been an absolute Thanks pleasure, my friend. Take care. See you. Bye-bye-bye.